Hey Slay Nation, it's your host Heather. I'm here with another podcast episode and today we have one of our, you know, I would say you've been on our podcast a few times, Dr. Uma. You've been here a minute. I we, think we got you. I, we got I your have. first book here <laughs> um, and now we're coming out with your second book. Now, for those of you who don't know, Dr. Uma is a Harvard trained psychiatrist, a professional chef. Um, a trained nutritionist and she's a two-time author now because her book is just about to come out and if you don't remember her first book it is this is your brain on food so dr uma thank you for coming back and uh you need to tell us about this new book (laughs) (laughs) thanks heather love coming back love your audience and and hopefully this is something that will be helpful you know what i found is that in this is your brain on food my first book it really laid the foundation different types of conditions and mental health and how to eat for your better mental health. Because, you know, many people just assume that food is about, we need to worry about our waistline or the number on the scale. We haven't put that together with the fact that it also impacts our mental well-being. What I then found, Heather, was that during the pandemic, all I was seeing, and research has, has shown this, that anxiety has increased by 25%. But what I was seeing in my practice was just an increasing amount of anxiety everywhere, so much so that in early 2020, a medication called Zoloft went in, went on shortage in the entire United States. And the we were getting alerts from pharmacies and organizations and the hospital telling us, you know, we, we, we're short of this medication. And that was because there were new prescriptions for individuals who had not previously been diagnosed with anxiety and mood disorders. So all to say, I think we all know and feel that this is relevant, but how do we find other tools in our toolkit to help calm the mind or just just feel a little less anxious and feel better as we go through things? And that really is the basis for my second book called Calm Your Mind with Food. Oh, my goodness. And I'm so, I mean, I, I read a little bit about your book. Um, it's, it's coming out, hasn't come out just yet, but it is no. coming out. Can, please tell us when it's coming out. It's coming out in the United States, December 26th of 2023, and the United Kingdom release is January 4th of 2024, so about a week apart. Um, And, you know, as it rolls out into other countries, we will alert people on social media, but it's going to come out in several other countries as well. Yeah. And I mean, you have been on plenty of talk shows and plenty of podcasts doing plenty of interviews for your first book. So I only imagine that the second book is just chocked full of information. Now, I know there's about six pillars that you talk about. Are there a few that you can kind of talk to us about um, right now? Yeah, I would love to, um, especially since uh, Slay Nation is one of my favorites. So uh, (laughs) what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is that One of the pillars uh, is eat whole to be whole. You've heard me say before, you know, eat the orange and kind of walk past the store-bought orange juice because the store-bought version has the fiber removed and added sugars, which we don't need. But the orange has a fiber, vitamins, minerals, micronutrients that you need. So I want people to really just start thinking as they make choices about different foods, why not just, instead of getting that frozen dinner from, you know, from the frozen section, is there something simple I can even throw together salad or something simple from the supermarket that I can do. The next pillar I want to focus on, uh, which because in this book, I really dove deeper into micronutrients because we hear these words, we hear antioxidants and macronutrients, but often we don't understand the definition of these. I don't understand the definition. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, micronutrients are so critical for our body, but also our brain. And a simple thing, um, Heather, like iron, many women of childbearing age and younger are deficient in iron. Many children and adolescents are deficient in iron. Not something we would normally think. Mm-hmm. So we also found that the research in children showed that a low iron is associated with higher anxiety. So I personally think just by making sure we have good sources of iron in our diet, that it's something we can be kind of fending off as much as we can. Remember, these things are usually checked um, with with a blood test. So, you know, you that just want to speak to your doctor. If you... <laughs> Correct. I was like, and how you, do you I know? Wanna... That's right. You know, you might have symptoms. You might have iron deficiency anemia where you're just feeling weak, tired, you just don't have the energy used to. That's usually a, a, an important sign. Could be many reasons for that, but just make sure you check with your doctor and maybe get a panel and include the iron levels because it's easy to supplement. He, he or she, you know, your doctor can provide you with the supplement. But in addition to that, you can always be eating in a way um, that is helpful. And the other pull I'll share with you is that something we often overlook, which is the the foods that are in front of us that we're consuming that we don't realize are worsening our anxiety. And one of the things here overlooked all the time are things like diet soda. Uh, they contain artificial sweeteners, even though they may not have the, the refined sugar or the high fructose corn syrup from, say, the, the full sugar-sweetened beverage or soda. They might have artificial sweeteners and usually do. And these are very problematic to the gut and they can actually cause an uptick in anxiety. So all I'm saying is, you know, just just look to see what is it that we need to clean up and in, in, uh, improve in our diet. We don't have to give up something completely. I'm not a purist. I feel that that is very hard for people to entirely give up something. But can you eat less of it? Can you eat a healthier version? Can you replace some of the processed foods with more of the whole foods? Uh, can you cut back on soda and diet soda? Can you drink more water? It's it's a longer continuum of healthy habit change and it doesn't happen overnight. So yeah. If you try to push yourself to do something, honestly, the next week, next week you sort of, you, you find yourself in that bag of cookies or in that entire tub of ice cream. So restriction doesn't work. It's more about making that adjustment that is sensible. You're adding in those healthy vegetables. You, you're leaning into the leafy greens. You're eating your clean proteins, um, you know, small amounts of whole grain and having the healthy fats. But then, you know, you're starting to cut back slowly on the bags of pretzels or cookies that you were used to in COVID, uh, whatever, you know, whatever it might be that, that you, you kind of developed a habit for. And that way you can find, get, you can move closer to the balance that we, we would prefer for you to have, especially uh, to help calm yourself because these, a lot of these foods are very disruptive and we don't realize that they actually start to impact our mental well-being. Oh my gosh, that's so true because I would not ever think that my anxiety... I always like to say I have high I have high functioning anxiety. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Because um, because and, and it's an important point actually, which I'll come to in a second. But let me when you finish what you were going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I always say that I have like high functioning anxiety, and so I would never ever think that food would be tied to anxiety at all. Um, I mean, it would make sense if like coffee with like the caffeine yes. and all that mm-hmm, kind of stuff mm-hmm, would be mm-hmm. like really tied to that. And I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that. Um, but I'm not giving up coffee, Dr. Uma. I'm sorry. I can't do it. <laughs> I love coffee. I love coffee. And my only issue is so, so coffee on its own is actually a really good brain food. 
the issue with coffee is that a lot of people put a lot of stuff in it. And, you know, especially on the holidays, people are having these really delicious, uh, fancy coffee drinks, and they are just loaded with sugar. I'm not saying don't have one in the holiday season or a couple, but don't make that your daily drink because then you just not you're not doing your brain any good my point being that you know coffee on its own is okay some people are sensitive to caffeine and that means they should be careful um but coffee on its own often with americans it's what we what we add to it that makes it less healthy for us mm. but it has a lot of positive benefits yeah okay so you were going to say something about high functioning anxiety so now i'm dying yes <laughs> I want people to understand that, you know, there's a way in which I don't want to minimize how serious and devastating anxiety can be. I also wrote it from a personal perspective. So we've, it's touched everyone's life in some way, shape or form. And if you haven't had anxiety, then a loved one or a friend or family member, or even a coworker has had it. So, so one of the things that's important to convey is not all anxiety is bad. Um, if you are writing a test, if you're taking an important challenge and you need to push yourself the night before to get through some material so that you present that important, um, you know, work, maybe work pitch, or you get through that exam or test that you're writing, that's actually helpful anxiety because it's actually getting you towards a goal. A lot of people like yourself, Heather, and at phases of my life as well, we have that going on, but we're still functioning and getting through life. And I think for me, one of the things that really helped was finding the alternative and holistic ways to feel better. I really believe everyone should know a breathwork exercise. Um, you can learn many different ones on YouTube. And when that anxiety starts to feel like a wave that's going to you know, crush you, start practicing things like your breathwork technique. Maybe some people get on the treadmill. Some people take a walk. Some people have a glass of water. There are different ways that we can manage it. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's that that it isn't anxiety, and so finding ways to manage it is is important. The other thing that I feel is that anxiety can be our friend. It can be something we turn into a positive thing for ourselves. If we almost have the mindset that you know you're not going to control me, I'm going to control the situation, and I'm going to manage my anxiety in these ways. With some people, it's maybe increasing the structure of what they're doing, because then if they have a day lined up in front of them, they know how to anticipate it. With other people, it's how they start their day. When they get up with that knot in their stomach, they might practice yoga, meditation. They might have this warming beverage. They might have a cool glass of water. They, they try to almost grab hold of it um, when it starts to come on and quell it or, or use it in a way that's going to help them through their day. So I, I want to be clear that, you know, not anxiety is not all bad. It's all not all negative. There are ways in which we can harness this to to become something that's powerful, that helps us. Yeah, definitely. And I will definitely say that, like, I've had to instill certain practices myself. Um, and I am a really big fan of ashwagandha. Ganda? Is that what it's called? Ashwagandha? Yes. Yes, um, yes. And I I take it every night. <laughs> and it definitely Fantastic. helps. Have, have you found it helpful? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It helps with my People stress. People find it extremely helpful. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, I definitely tell when I'm not on it. I ran mm. out and I didn't have it for like a week. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was mm. like waking up with anxiety in the morning. <laughs> you, you, you knew, you noticed the difference. I'm, I'm so glad you hear that, Heather, because there's, there's, you know, there's a place for supplementation in our life. Uh, none of us eats a perfect diet and some substances like saffron or ashwagandha 
So saffron, you need a, 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 a higher dose than what we can get in food. So by all means, put it in your food. But if you're worried about depression and anxiety, you might want to look at a clean supplement. Well, that sugar it tastes really bitter. There were a couple of Ayurvedic practitioners in my family, so I've had the taste uh, when I was a kid, and it's bitter. So it's actually much better to take it, to have it be effective in a capsule or, or supplement form. Um, and there's actually a good amount of evidence uh, for the use of ashwagandha um, for anxiety. So I really encourage people to find these alternatives and look into them, speak to your practitioner if you are taking other medications and by all means try it out because people have noticed a difference. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's definitely helped me. It helps me sleep. It helps me like reduce my stress. And again, with the anxiety, um, I will say though, like there's so many supplements like that out there. How do we know which ones are actually the real deal? It's hard to know. Um, if, if firstly, I think looking for the a company that has a good reputation, looking at consumer reports, um, reading about the supplement, how it was made. Um, the, is it organic? You know, where did the ingredients come from? Can you call the company and ask someone? These become important questions. I know that I believe it's um, consumer lab reports, perhaps the site website that you can actually look up the um, almost the validation of a supplement. Now, supplements are not FDA regulated, right? But you can look up to see what testing might have been done. And that I think people do find quite helpful. Um, I also use the guiding principle of looking at the website, finding out who's made, like what's the science behind the supplement? Has someone just kind of gone together and made a supplement overnight, put on, you know, it's a supplement industry is a billion dollar industry. Have they just slapped on a name and, you know, there you go. This is something you need because things like ashwagandha or anxiety are, are words that are now being used because people are needing interventions. Um, so looking that up and making sure that, you know, you, uh, for some reason, if it doesn't agree with you, can you return it? You know, can you have a conversation? Is there a good customer service backup? It's not just a pop-up store that appeared overnight, of which there are many. So I think being cautious about how you make your choices is is important. Agreed. Agreed. I definitely do a lot of research when I, when I look at stuff, yeah. um, yeah. you have to be careful. Like you said, uh, supplements are a, are a billion dollar industry and you just don't know sometimes. So, and, and also too, like if it starts working and you really think it's working for you, then maybe you found something that, you know, you can stick. That's with. right. That, that's right. That, that um, has helped you and you can, it's okay. It's good. Um, I would love to kind of dissect here. I mean, I'm, I'm a person of lists. I like, I like being efficient. Um, and so I would love to be able to know the top foods that I should avoid um, or limit when it comes to trying to manage yeah. my anxiety mm -hmm. and then what foods I should lean into and maybe have a little bit more of. Sure. So let's just start with the foods you want to kind of, you know, take a step back a little. Um, some of those foods are the processed, ultra-processed foods laden with, you know, added sugars, a lot of sodium and other preservatives, colorants, dyes. Um, and thickeners, et cetera. So try to, you know, if you have developed a habit that you're eating fast food at your lunch hour because you're back in the office, maybe find a healthy alternative, bring a lunch to work. Um, the artificial sweeteners um, are problematic for the gut. Um, the, the processed vegetable oils, often fast food restaurants use these oils and they're very pro-inflammatory. Um, the added and refined sugars, which I've, I've shared with 
you before, are often found in savory foods. So pasta sauce, ketchup, salad dressings can actually have those added sugars that you don't even realize because you're thinking this is not a, a this is not sweet. This is not a sweet. So why why would it have sugar? But they unfortunately are sneaky about that. And, um, you know, those are some of the one, ones to sort of be the unhealthy fats, the hydrogenated fats, the ones that actually go into shelf-stable baked goods, for example, are not necessarily good for us. Um, they're lasting on the shelves for a long time because they have pretty unhealthy fats in them and lots of preservatives. So those are the ones I would say, you know, let's uh, let's think about being cautious about. But the ones that you can really lean into, let's just, just talk about a nutritional psychiatry anti-anxiety plate. How I want you to think about it is you want a kaleidoscope of colors on, on most of that plate, all those vegetables, um, you know, the different colors, the peppers, the leafy greens, all of those are bringing you these very rich plant polyphenols and fiber and micronutrients that your body needs. Something like magnesium takes part in 600 biochemical reactions in the body. So I'm not just saying, oh, look, look at pretty colors. I'm saying each thing really represents a much deeper meaning to your gut microbiome and your health. Then I want you to think of, you know, the size of your palm, um, a, a clean protein of your choice. If you eat chicken, it could be that. If you eat, uh, if you're plant-based, it could be tofu. Or maybe you eat both and, and that's a good choice. Um, a healthy fat, so a piece of avocado, a couple, t- a couple, maybe a tablespoon of olive oil to dress your salad, that covers a healthy fat. And then I want you to have a small serving of some kind of grain. One of my favorites is quinoa because it can be really flavored with spices and herbs to make it delicious. Plus, it has a lot of protein and fiber. But, you know, the most part of your plate is going to be those vegetables, your clean protein, a little bit of your healthy fats, and then a small serving of your whole grains so that you are kind of balanced in getting a lot of complex carbs if you in, in your diet, but also those healthy fats, which are satiating the protein, which is great for you. All of this comes together to really help reduce your anxiety. And you'll be happy to know that extra dark chocolate actually helps anxiety. So, so let's start getting, <laughs> getting those chunks of extra dark chocolate. Oh my gosh. Um, I, and I know that has to be hard because of, like we said, the holidays, it's always full of everything yeah. you probably full, full of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, that's and, what happens at the holidays. Is there, is there a dessert that we could probably, I mean, it's going to be so hard to give up the sweets, right? I have some tips for dessert. So one is that I mentioned earlier that a lot of people are deficient in iron. Well, chocolate, extra dark chocolate, the more natural form, is one of the best sources of plant iron. But it needs vitamin C for absorption. So having that with a small clementine, a piece of orange, a citrus fruit actually helps the absorption because of the vitamin C. So that's actually, by the way, a delicious pairing. If you've not tried it, uh, don't knock it until you've tried it because there's something about the citrus fruit that just enhances the flavor of chocolate. Um, another one is to make um, ice cream, which my, the recipe for that is in my first book, with something like bananas and uh, adding in natural cacao through a powder. It can make it a chocolate flavor. Um, one of my other favorites is a recipe I developed for an avocado, uh, a chocolate mousse made with avocado as the creamy base. So instead of using um, a certain type of cream, 
it's one one way that you get the creaminess is just by ripened avocado. You get the chocolate flavor, and honestly, when you look at it and eat it, you you will you know you will actually enjoy it as a dessert. So there there are lots of tricks, um, oh and lots goodness. of uh, tricks, and lots of ways. I, and my second book also has recipes, just because I healthy food can be tasty. You know, we 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 really can make it tasty. So. Uh, there are some some good dessert options oh my gosh okay well before we wrap this up uh where can people find your book find you follow you all of that stuff thanks so much so i'm on social media at d-r-u-m-a-n-a-i-d-o-o which is at dr umanaidu you can check out my website i write a weekly newsletter about a different food and people love that because they want to know what's different but you know What's new, I think I, my next newsletter is on Ashwagandha, by the way. And you can find that at umanaidumd.com. You can check out um, my book available on my website uh, with uh, with actually a mini course. And the reason we did that, Heather, is we wanted people to have something they can use while they're waiting for the book. Because the book comes out December 26th. And if you are, thank you for pre-ordering it. If you have, it'll arrive at that time. But the course will actually help you Get through the holidays, learn some coping skills, learn some techniques to get you get you to that point. Um, so you can buy the book there or you can buy it from any retailer online or in person. Um, and thank you very much for supporting it. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I definitely look forward to this next book. I have your first book and my mom thank bought you. your first book and then my aunt bought your other book. So oh, thank you. <laughs> it I was definitely that. a book that was <laughs> talked about around uh, the holiday table so <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh, thank you so much dr uma and until next time slay nation we'll catch you later thank you take care all right slay nation dr uma's episode officially wraps up season three of the so she slays podcast thank you so much for tuning in and for listening we will be back february 5th 2024 but just because we're on a break does not mean that you miss out on the So She Slays podcast because we are going back through this season and picking the top six episodes. So if you missed something, now's your chance to tune in. We'll see you next year, Slay Nation. Have a good one.